Euro track. Some aspects look I like, like that. we're really ready to play. A couple of other aspects look like we just got off Willie Nelson's tour bus. People will come, Ray. Maximizing our collective understanding. Do you know who I am? I am the one who knocks. Get the phone out. This is the Brian Suits Show. Hey, good morning and junk. It is the last day of January, uh, the 30th of January, 2024. And guess who the January cat drug in? It's uh, actual producer Greg here. So how was the the family reset? The great family reset. Did, did your of kids have a, a uh, end of semester break or something? That was exactly it. Yes, and you know, parent fail. We didn't know that our daughter would have finals, so we scheduled a trip during her last day of finals. Don't. Whoops. Oh, I'm back. We're back. You mean so she did the final? Then you said pack a bag. We had to schedule her to do them early, <laughs> so she could miss the last day of school before the semester ended. Um, my update, I, I sent a tweet out this morning, the air-to-air refueling convoy, uh, the, the increase in air-to-air refueling capacity for the Gulf is underway right now. As this morning, around uh, 2 p.m. Uh, daylight time in such as the Germany and such as uh, we're, we're flying air-to-air refueling tankers forward to uh, Al Udaid um, Air Base and Ali Al Salim in Kuwait and others, and that that is a indication that we are probably 24 hours away from a large aerial uh, retaliation against uh, Iran. And it, it it is, I mean, that's the calculation for it, when you see a tanker, uh, you can you can add another 10 aircraft to whatever strike uh, they're they're looking at. So again, um, I, I I did I did. You know, I took a mulligan on yesterday, um, and so there's more evidence uh, this morning um, and stuff. Uh, things we'll get to today. Do you have a Travis Kelsey haircut? I'd like the Travis Kelsey, which I don't, I don't, I don't get. I mean, it's a buzz, but anyway, more on that. And Joe Montana, pothead, giant pot. But you know what? There's money in that. Um, and last Tuesday, they they found six machine gun guys. Out by, near my old neighborhood, not only were they machine gunned by, by the cartel, but they had gas poured on them and they were burnt. Did you catch any of that? It happened last That's, last Tuesday. Sounds horrific. Uh, there were arrests made, and it, it points to everything I've talked about with the, the, the large, widespread use of slave labor by cartels in Southern California and Oregon. Uh, and 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 uh, mainly due to to one reason. And by and by, by the way, if you follow me on Twitter at Dark Secret Place, I did put a link uh, to a part because of what the Houthis are doing in oh, Yemen. Gosh, shut up, not you. To a um, little movie that I did on, on YouTube. Um, I, I walked through. There was a there was a grow. There was an Ill- illegal grow. And after they harvested it, and they and they let the slave labor kids go. I mean, 14, 15 year olds. They they just left it. They just walked away. And anyway, I put I put a link on that uh, this morning because um, this is worldwide news. Being BBC did a story on the marijuana massacre and all that. And so I made a movie on YouTube, and that was about uh, two years ago. The 14 freeways over there. There's me orienting you to where I am, and I walk you through how an illegal illegal grow works and uh, all these stocks of the pot plants and all that. But uh, anyway, it was when when I heard about that uh, last week, six dead guys and they were burned. I'm like, well, that's a car. That's you crossing a cartel. 
not not coming through with the amount of pot you said, but that's them taking your pot and leaving your body. Because the deal goes like this. You bring the pot, we bring the AKs and the gasoline, and then uh, you burn. And it's really that simple. And, and by the way, this is a this is a cautionary tale for Oregon and Washington. In California, um, wh why, why is it that Joe Montana is growing 22% of California's legal weed? Because he went through the hoops. He jumped through the hoops to become a legal grower. Meanwhile, California decriminalized illegal grows. So what was a felony is now a misdemeanor. So why not grow it illegally? So it's really dumb. It's really shooting yourself. It's a Johnson shot uh, right there. But uh, anyway, we'll um, get into the granular detail of the uh, looming military operation to uh, take, a, take a pound of flesh from the Iranians and all that. It's all part of this morning's morning montage. Plus, soup versus art. Another another one of those. President and I will not tolerate attack on U.S. forces. Are you more concerned about the protection of a painting or the protection of our planet and people? Euro trash. I like that. It is indeed a garbage continent. Wow, the whole world is talking about Taylor Swift idolatry. In fact, if you look it up in the Bible, it's a sin. So I don't like that. Uh, who lost uh, three, three brave, uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf. And it is my testimony that the border is secure. Just amazing, by the way, how how liberals lack the the language of patriotism to simply pay tribute to somebody in uniform. Uh, who lost their life in service of the country downrange in in Jordan? Just just amazing. I mean, you you go 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 look at a thesaurus or something or 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 watch a John Wayne movie or whatever. But but just being ill-equipped to to simply pay tribute to the three army reservists as it was identified who were uh, killed by an Iranian drone in Jordan. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't want to put you all through it, but here's the full thing. Our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave, uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the what? what what the what the way she goes on American people, obviously, more so more importantly, uh, we lost those souls, as the president said yesterday when he was in South Carolina, our hearts go out to their families. It's, it's just it's stunning to me that that it's like there is an entire chapter of the lexicon of what I like about America that sadly is uh uh, how you pay tribute to warriors that uh, that lost their lives. Just because you're the spokesperson for the president <laughs> does not necessarily mean you should be able to speak coherently. I mean, I don't expect her to be out there defending the Second Amendment, but I mean, uh, these are Army reservists who were told to put their lives on hold for a couple months because you're going to Jordan. You're going to physically improve an austere base with graders and bulldozers, the whole thing. And lost her life, and pro probably to to be honest with you, needlessly, because I I'm not buying the explanation of why there was not a, a better defense system at that fob, because I I know that uh, uh, 20 miles away at, at the large SOCOM base in Syria, the Atanf base, 
there is a pretty robust system because they've been consistently attacked. This one where they died has been attacked in the past, too. It's vulnerable. It's it's uh, less than half a mile from the Syrian border. So uh, so I'm 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 a little um, mystified. That's why yesterday uh, towards the end of the show. You wouldn't know, Greg, because you weren't here. You were doing vacation with your family or whatever. Fine, then. And I said, uh, hey, network military people, you might want to ask this question at the Pentagon briefing. And the question was, why was there no uh, rocket mortar uh, or, or drone defense there? You, you, you've you known this, this is a threat for several months and uh, and stuff. But uh, anyway, um, it, it is rounding. It's it's rounding up to be a pretty big deal. I'm not. I I can't uh, speak about any known uh, projections of ground operations uh, because I would personally, um, I would take care of the Iraqi militias that are in a sanctuary in Syria where the the Iranians have told the Assad regime don't bother with these guys. They're just training and getting more militia here on your soil. Um, I would pound the crap out of that place and I would scrub it with ground troops. I would I would raid it and then I would take the corpses and I would arrange them in the letters USA and then take a picture and fly back to base for tea and metals. So th- that that's the suit's subtle response. Yeah, yeah, that's that would be it. And like, like I say, make corpse letters, but turn them face up, then make a U and S and an A and then get out. And maybe second ranger battalion or so that would require a lot of people. Well, and all but- the chatter I've been hearing this morning is do we need a commensurate response or do we want to attack Iran proper or Iran proxies? And and I think it's hard for me to say, but I got to say you don't attack inside Iran because they didn't attack in Vermont. They attacked American troops in Jordan or American troops in Iraq or Syria because ultimately um, the wedge that they want and and you're not going to you're not going to change their strategic vision by killing 10 more Iranians in Syria or whatever. You, the only way you're going to change their strategic vision uh, is to go to 11, is to draft 400,000 Americans and a year from now invade, overthrow, and occupy. And that ain't happening. That's not happening with any American president in my lifetime. No one's going to do it. Uh, because we would try to do it with 80,000 guys, and we already tried that. That don't work. Um, but, but I mean, that is the solution, is the elimination of the theocracy government in Tehran, because it is their religious fervor that sees their, their mission is to rid the Mideast of America and then rid the Mideast of the Jews. It, it just is. They're not building a nuke because they believe in deterrence. They don't know what that word means. That's kind of the problem with them. But uh, what can you do to make them? They need to feel a loss. But how do you make a martyrdom culture feel a loss? Um, and so that ultimately that that might mean in the Persian Gulf, in <clears throat> amongst um, the naval forces that they use to harass international shipping, take them all out. But that would take a week because the Iranians get a vote. They get to hide them. Um, they get to camouflage them and the whole thing. Uh, and, and then, by the way, they do get to shoot back. And so this is part of – if you didn't like seeing the portraits or the photos of two female soldiers that were killed, you're definitely not going to see – you're not going to like uh, the POW pictures of an F-18, a female F-18 pilot who was all-American lacrosse at uh, the Naval Academy uh, when, when she shot down. So 
Anyway, um, I, I I would just say hard days are ahead, I think. But I and but I mean, keep in mind that that this is the president when he was vice president, and he was briefed that look, we're going to send SEAL Team Six in stealth helicopters to go assassinate an old man in his sixties on kidney dialysis. He was caught. He advised against it. He voted against the Bin Laden hit. And then he was just full-throated, oh, it was the most bold military um, raid of all time. It's like, what, to kill old man dialysis? I don't think so. But uh, anyway, um, Congressman Adam Smith from, and he's like Renton down to Tacoma, he's right? He's my representative. He's your boy? Mm -hmm. All right. He's, he's pointing this out. Well, I think you have to go more directly after the source, which is more directly after Iran. And again, Secretary Esper, I think, laid out the options. There are a variety of different targets that would impact Iran. Not all of them are in Iran. But I think you've got to put that on the table because the calculus right now is just not in our favor. Iran is allowing these attacks to happen with no consequences to themselves. Um, and as long as that continues, the attacks will continue and our service members will be at risk. And that can't be tolerated. You've got to change Iran's calculus and have them bear some of the cost of what they are doing. And it is a total team effort. I would definitely, along with a first wave of unmanned cruise missile strikes, which might, might be tonight, if the refuelers are on the air, then manned aircraft can fly tomorrow morning. But I would I would utilize the FBI because the FBI is aware of the dozens and dozens and dozens of Iranians that are physically in the United States. And I would blind the Iranians by rolling those guys up, detaining them, naming them. Um, and problem is uh, there is no Jack Bauer. There is no 24. I would feed them to crocodiles, but I'm a bad guy for saying that. Um, but letting the Iranians know that we're going to blind them from Switzerland to Tampa that they, they have taken three decades to place people uh, in in Western Europe and the United States, and Scotland Yard knows this, British MI5 knows that, know, know this, and they're, they're basically lit fuses and ticking time bombs. They, they have effectively sort of stay behind orders because they're in Germany, they're in Italy, they're in the United States, they're in Canada. Um, and, and it really is time to take the gloves off on, on that and either put them on a plane, fly them back to Iran, or put them on a plane and, you know, don't fuel it completely and fly it over the Atlantic or, or whatever. But militarily, this is part, part of the problem is I don't have faith that this administration can, can take a five-day aerial attack, uh, aerial assault against Iran, and after we start losing people, remain committed to uh, the strategic goal. And the strategic goal should be to eliminate their ability to harass international shipping in the Persian Gulf, uh, to eliminate the the, uh, the physical uh, infrastructure of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the, the elite of, of Iran, the guys that, that, that support and create mil militias like in Iraq. They, they invented Hezbollah. There would be no Houthi... Uh, like anti-ship missile teams without uh, without Iran. I mean, they're they they're the agent of of disarray in in that entire region, and every Arab Gulf state knows it. And that's the the one ally that we have uh, here that that is the the ace that we didn't have before is we have a united Israel and Gulf Arab state that are all committed to a non-nuclear Iran. And so that's what might change the, the calculation. I've seen a lot of, like, for instance, American 
You you can tell when an American State Department aircraft is flying because it's a seven fifty seven. It's a and it's called a C thirty two. Lots of that happening uh, between uh, D.C. and Riyadh and Qatar and and even the Russians chimed in yesterday and had a diplomatic flight to uh, Riyadh. So I don't know where they stand, but this is very complex. And if if you like the conspiracy theory about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey turning into a a, a shadow endorsement of of Biden, then you must love all the conspiracies of all the people that are just noticing that there's a whole lot of irons in the fire. And that's why when I, a couple months ago, was it a couple of months ago or a couple of weeks ago when I, when I said it sure feels like September 10th. Right. And with the impending U.S. response, the concern seems to be whether or not this will be a further, quote unquote, escalation of the conflict in the Middle East. But as you've stated on various occasions, the enemy gets a vote. And there's been over 100 attacks since October in the Middle East on U.S. troops. So whatever our response has been to date has not served as an adequate deterrent for continued attacks yeah, on that, that, Americans and American outposts in the region. That should inform uh, your choices going forward, that that what has happened has led to a situation where uh, there's three dead Americans and Biden has the embarrassing uh, uh, duty to inform Democrat base why there are Americans physically in Syria, because he that was a Trump thing. He didn't want to, you know, he could have uh, on the day he was inaugurated, he could have said, you know, right, get him out, begin operation, walk out of Syria. Except that would have, um, and the reason he didn't was because Trump stabilized the area um, where the Americans were, the Iranians were not. Uh, and so the Battle of ISIS had a an epilogue, which was Americans on the ground um, and have been now for, for four years and Biden has done a thing about it. I mean, it's so so developed now. I say austere, austere when, a, when a fob is austere, I mean, it means that the infantrymen that are occupying that forward operating base are are actually the ones that are burning. You're you're pooping into a cut oil drum, and you're pouring ga gas or diesel in there, and you're burning it. Okay, that's austere. That's the bar for austere. And then as you, as the years go on, and it's 2024, you start saying, you know, we could use 10 foot berms all around the the uh, the base. You know, we could use concrete hard stands for the Apache helicopters. That's when you start calling up uh, the Army Reserve uh, engineers from Georgia uh, who have trained to use bulldozers and all that and turn an austere outpost into a mature outpost. And maybe someday, if you're lucky, you get a little PX trailer and pizza and the whole thing. That's the American way. And so that's how Army Reservists from Georgia are downrange, you know, half a mile from the Syrian border. Anyway, get just that's the baseline. Get up to speed on that. But uh, I'm, I'm still, I got to say, the thing that kept me up last night was people throwing food at art. That keeps me up at night as well. I know. And by the way, this is the Greta Thunbergization of protest. That, this is what this is. These, these are now adults who want to wag their finger and say, how dare you? So they, th they throw soup at a Van Gogh uh, painting. And this is, and you've seen the Van Gogh, Van Gogh sunflower painting. It's the painting of the vase with sunflowers in it. You would know it if you saw it. You bought it at Target as a wall hanging. You bought it at Ikea as a framed thing. And I believe it has a soup-proof covering. I mean, you're you're stupid right now in Europe if you do not, if you're not guarding your 
your art with plexiglass or else uh, the Euro trash will come and, and throw soup at it. Not just any soup, but Vichy Soir. What is worth more, art or life? See, it's a climate change protest. What's worth more, art or life? Is it worth more than food? Worth more than justice? Are you more concerned about the protection of a painting or the protection of our planet? And yes. Um, so anyway, there they are with the protests on their T-shirts. Of course, no bras and unshaven, um, unshaven armpits throwing, throwing food at art. Euro trash. I like that. It is indeed a garbage continent. Please talk more about how you hate Europe and bicycles. All right, back in a second. I, I, this is my favorite um, Ron Swanson uh, clip. It's, uh, it's been too long since I've had a reason to play it. All right, we'll come back in a second. And we'll tell you more about uh, how we don't like uh, Europe and bicycles. Sam, some somebody, KTTH. KTTH, uh, Brian sits here on a Tuesday morning, final day of January. How you doing, everybody? I know you can't answer, um, but uh, it is time for a checking of your texting. And real quickly here, early morning, uh, Kelly253 says, Brian, Dan Bongino had an interesting response plan on his radio show yesterday for Ron's killing and wounding our troops. Quietly disappear some of their mollas. His point was, if you quietly and selectively disappear a few mollas, it will leave those remaining mollas wondering other uh, unknown fate and put fear into them. Well, Dan's never set foot in sh the Shia part of the world, but and and I have a day or two there, and so he's way wrong on that one. They would line up to be disappeared and to be martyred. So there's that. Um, one thing that's been very effective is the Israeli the the quiet. Well, not quiet. The the in in Iran, it's very loud. The the, the Israeli discovery in the 70s that Saddam was building a nuclear reactor for the purpose of enriching uranium and make a bomb. The Israelis had a really interesting but amazingly effective strategy to put a stick in the wheel of Saddam's nuclear program, kill the scientists. So as the scientists went forward to conventions in Europe or whatever, they killed them. They hooked them up with, with the prostitutes because, because they all, uh, once they left Iraq, and they went to Europe. They they all cheated on their wives with prostitutes, um, and so uh, the various hits happened. And then Israel uh, culminates the the entire thing. And by the way, read read the book Raid on the Sun. Great, great short read, very detailed, great book. Uh, also, Rise and Kill First, the the story about Mossad assassinations, and they're very very surgical. The last one they did was right out of RoboCop. The guy, the very, the Robert Oppenheimer of of uh, Iran, was named um, Doctor Fakhrizadeh, and he used he had a villa, a weekend villa, and he used to be driven there with his wife and him in the back seat of a Mercedes or something. And this is maybe you remember this about two years ago, three years ago, I should say. 
um, it was after Trump killed um, Soleimani, the head of the the uh, the Quds Force, the terrorist. The Israelis put a robotic artificial intelligence machine gun in a truck. And they put it on the side of the road like it was a, a broken vehicle, which is the most common sight in that part of the world. Um, you should always be cautious of the broken vehicle with no one working on it, though, out of experience, because it's about to blow up. And so anyway, it had it, it, it as the guy drove past, as the convoy drove past the apparent crippled truck on the side of the road, the machine gun came to life, recognized Dr. Fakhrizadeh in the back seat and blew his head off. And the crazy part about it was the initial report was accurate. But all the, Revol the Revolutionary Guard Secret Service guys were saying, well, we're driving by a truck, the door pops open, and it shoots Dr. Fakhrizadeh in the head. And because they drug him out of the car and the the pattern of, of uh, bullet holes was very precise. It was astoundingly effective. And the Iranians, just out of sheer awe, said, here's what happened. And that, initially it sounded like, no, that's impossible. Turns out they were right. That's what happened. Because you have to hit them where they live. Where they, where, where they live is where they spend money. Um, and, and they are still spending all the money that was freed up from the idiot nuclear deal on a nuclear program and the whole thing. You have to go where their, their money uh, is spent, and that is on ballistic missiles, ballistic missile factories, which are all uh, underground in Iran. And one of the things is, <clears throat> if you had struck early in 1936 in Germany, you would blow up the headquarters of the SS, and probably most Germans would say, well, they were jerks. You know, We didn't like them anyway. If you did that with the Paz Duran, the IRGC, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, like when when Trump killed Soleimani and Americans were clutching their pearls going, oh, he was like the vice president of Iran. No, he wasn't. Probably more champagne was drunk in Iran than at the CIA when we killed Soleimani because he was intensely disliked by the organization he created, by the way, because he sucked up all the oxygen. But uh, anyway. Uh, 949 says, funny thing about the art in Europe, uh, I was there in December. Most paintings had a clear plastic barrier in front of, but you could easily get paint on the side through the top or bottom. And that's even first time I went to the Louvre. Uh, I, I remember the, the Mona Lisa had something in front of it. And, and, and also, by the way, fun fact, it's way smaller than you might think it is. You might want to Google a picture of that with some, with a guard for scale, or something, but the Mona Lisa, uh, and what, what that was soup too, wasn't it? Yeah, but at some point, these climate activists are going to get hip to the fact that all of these priceless works of art are behind protective glass. So, yeah. when are they going to get serious and take a hammer to one of these things? And because right now, we know they're all and these and these people in the Louvre, they threw the soup. Oh, yeah. They and then there they are, braless, unshaven armpits with uh, T-shirts that say something in French talk, like as if. <laughs> at, at, at least, see, I don't know, wherever the uh, Vincent van Gogh sunflowers painting is, at, at least th these Euro trash people uh, spoke What is the English. worth more, art or life? So there, there you go. But uh, yeah, it, it is the Greta, Gretaization of protest uh, because she got away with whatever because she was under 18. 
and she's not a fair target. I'm sorry, but the day she turned 18, man. How dare you? It was on. <laughs> so uh, so there there you go. And so I don't like that. Um, all right. Well, so uh, Taylor idolatry. There's a conspiracy theory that the Taylor-Travis Kelsey thing is a put-on. And we haven't, we, uh, I haven't asked, did you watch uh, the any of the tackle football? I did watch the tackle football. Very sad to see the Lions completely implode. I know. Uh, 17 and a half game season. Oh, so uh, They start brutal. dropping balls in the second, uh, second half. Fourth down, does the head coach know you can kick a field goal? You're already up how many scores? Points. You could go up by three scores. Take the three points. What are you doing? Well, sometimes it's about the sack, not the numbers. The algorithm Mr. Man. says go for it on fourth um, down. And so I think the uh, when when the offensive coordinator for the Lions is named as the Seahawks head coach on Friday, we're going to find out he he called for a field goal. Um, but well, I, that's what I want to hear anyway at the uh, meeting at the the VMAC. But um, the theory is that they're trying to get. A super young base that they've lost with the Gaza thing and all all the ulcers, plus the fact that Biden is 9,000 years old. And they're trying to get her to again endorse him like she did in 2020. And she's on the record with like cookies and say Biden, Harris, 2020 and all that. And now she has single-handedly increased the viewership of the NFL beyond all belief. And if they're not negotiating for her getting five minutes of the halftime show then they have no business running that business. But um, there are some people that are on to it, and it's idolatry, uh, I tell you. And this is... I kind of have a problem, though. Greg Kelly on One American Network. With the hardcore Taylor Swift fans, they are totally over the top worshiping this woman. Have you seen any of the pictures I've... Of her in concert. I wouldn't go myself. I don't do that kind of thing anymore. But I think what they call it is... uh, they're elevating her to an idol, idolatry. This is a little bit what idolatry, I think, looks like, and you're not supposed to do that. In fact, if you look it up in the Bible, it's a sin. So I don't like that, and I'm also over this dupe. So there you go. I don't like that. Um, and um, I'm, but by the way, you, you can take out Taylor Swift and you can put in Elvis Presley. This has been said <laughs> since the 50s. It was said about Glenn Miller. Um, you know, it was it was said about uh, Rudolph Valentino, uh, but anyway, I, it's, I'm 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 not seeing a conspiracy, but I I'm I'm not seeing any way. And, and my read on Travis Kelsey, if the guy did that Mr. Pfizer commercial, then uh, I'm going to say he's a Biden voter. Uh, Jeffrey Dugas. So wait, where is the so the breaking news? Uh, is it? I can't. I can just find uh, some car accident I five that affects your commute. Yeah, highway problems this morning. Uh, right around six a.m. Southbound I five closed just south of SR five thirty one in Arlington by the Costco near the Smoky oh, Point change. Chris Sullivan has all the details at mynorthwest.com. State Patrol is reporting a semi, an SUV, and a motorcycle were involved in a crash. The driver of the motorcycle died at the scene. So if you're yeah. wondering why you're in stop-and-go traffic. So the workaround on that one is if you're coming south on I-5, intending to get to uh, Seattle or whatever, uh, turn off before Smoky Point and uh, reroute, detour to Highway 9, you know, just east of I-5 and, and go through 
uh, such as your Lake Stevens, such as, and then uh, come on, come on down. Give your give yourself it's a one hour workaround. Um, yeah, so uh, from that one. Arlington to Tulalip Casino, there's not a lot of movement going on. Uh, Jeffrey Dugas, who cuts hair at Obsidian Barbers in New Brunswick, Canada, has received a very specific request from clients in the past few weeks. They want the same hairstyle as Travis Kelsey. They usually come in with a picture of him, Mr. Dugas said. I'm like, yeah, I know who that is. He is the, the end of this tight to catch it to football. In the tackle football, it's not the first time Mr. Duga has been asked to replicate the hairstyles of celebrities. By the way, that's a that's that's a number one. As for a buzz cut, number one. That's simple. There's been more think pieces written about the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey relationship than I care to mention. This is one of the biggest controversies of the year to me. I, I think everybody's getting pangs from high school though, where the uber talented girl fall, falls for the jock and everybody else feels left out or is, and, is that and she wears his letter jacket during yeah, the game exactly <laughs> and we all feel like uh we're ugly nobodies and watching. we are we we're, we're they don't notice us at the prom at the tolo exactly um, uh yeah if you want the travis kelsey i i go my my guy is a retired korean army sergeant that took his entire life and came to the united states and i just say number one crew cut or buzz cut and he has a he has a uh a clipper that has a vacuum attached to it. So the hair, it's not in the, it's not down the sweater. It's not down the t-shirt. Uh, no more. Uh, legendary San Francisco 49ers quarterback, Joe Montana uh, has an unparalleled intuition, had an unparalleled intuition as a football player. Uncanny knack for finding an open wide receiver. That intuition, uh, intuition extends beyond the football field. Um, so he has many ventures in the legal pot world. Um, a total of 26 companies, and so that makes him um, uh, over uh, over under 900 million per year. Producer Greg, let's do an easy over under for you on I that one. In California, legal weed, Joe Montana makes over under 900 million per year. I think you got to go with the under on that one. Over, try a billion. No. Uh, 22% of all weed product legally sold in the state, according to. Um, uh, the vice president of revenue at the company. We're moving a big chunk of the market today, so nearly a quarter of the market. Um, and uh, and then he invests the money really well. So he ain't stupid until you put a live camera in front of him. So anyway, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. I've been called out. I've been called out. The uh, the the honeymoon's over. Um, on this one, one one final checking of the texting here on AM Cincinnati KTTH. Eight oh five says, please remove such as from your lexicon. Just stop. <laughs> so it's over. Too bad. Does the texture know? Does everybody need? Do we need to reset it up all the time? I was going to say, do they up? think that's original with you, or that they, they know you're borrowing it from Miss Teen? From South Carolina, Miss Teen, South Carolina. Everywhere, like such as. <laughs> so anyway, because uh, I think it's a brilliant piece of foreign policy. 
And, and this is because of the contempt that I have for American media and uh, airheaded people uh, in, in regards to their their knowledge of the world and the and the whole thing. Um, and so, um, the the, st- the official story that came out that uh, there w- was some sort of confusion um, that. Um, the air defense system confused an incoming drone. And by the way, there's no runway at the Tower 22 uh, austere forward uh, life support area unless this engineer company was there to build a runway. Okay, so there, there's a, I'll take that one asterisk on that one. However, latest uh, satellite imagery doesn't show a runway for a drone. And, and believe me, drones are, as they say, uh, valuable and and we wouldn't be storing one at a forward austere base that close to the Syrian uh, border. It would be um, at a facility closer to Amman in in Jordan or something like that. But anyway, that being said, I I rather have a and they're saying that well the Iranian the Shahed uh, drone like the ones that are being shot at Kiev uh, came in sort of in the shadow at at night uh, in the shadow of a of a drone that was landing. Well, okay, here's the problem. A drone has a IFF, a identification friend or foe. You you squawk it. Your air defense radar, if you're operating in Syria or whatever, and you lock onto a thing, to a thingy, and you're going to shoot it down, you squawk its IFF, and it comes back as, oh, no, I'm RAF. I'm a RAF typhoon out of Crete, or I'm a Turkish F-16 or whatever. Uh, that's what squawking means. You you squawk the the drone, and it will always come back with that that IFF. Um, they're big enough to have a IFF in them. They just don't have a pilot. Okay, an Iranian drone does not have an IFF. It it does not interact with you. It doesn't transmit actively in any way, shape, or form. So if you catch it on the radar and it's incoming to that fob, you're going to squawk it. And when it if it when it doesn't answer, you're going to say hostile on the way in. Oh, what, what do they call them? Um, but to, anyway, uh, hostile inbound. I'm afraid, and I d- hate to call out the Pentagon like this, but I can't count on NBC to do it. They're trying to avo- they're avoiding the question of was there an air defense system at all? Did you really need more warning? Did you only think that the Iranian drones were going to land in Syria, or did you not think that they knew about that that base? Um, because I'm afraid I know the answer. And I know that uh, Courtney, these are two-seaters, Kubi on MSNBC doesn't even know to ask it. Because there's a system. I mean, one of, the, one of the brilliant things over the past you know, 20 years of the war on terror was we came up with a off-the-shelf solution to rocket mortar attacks. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. They, they took the the Gatling gun that, that is on naval ships, on cruisers and, and frigates, that shoots down incoming cruise missiles, and they adapted it with a different radar to shoot down incoming rockets and mortars. And it's it's astounding. It's amazing, and it's nearly 100% effective, and it's just shooting a, a near-endless stream of bullets. It, it doesn't run out of missiles, in other words. There, there's one, there's a couple guarding the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. And they get rocketed and mortared all the time. But the reason you don't hear it anymore is because of the counter-rocket and mortar system, the CRAM. And so you'll see this red, it looks like a red, bendable, like, fire hose, like red water coming out of a fire hose, uh, and then the sound catches up to you. 
that's what it sounds. That's what a Gatling gun from an A10 or an F18 or on the ground sounds like. They're not super expensive. I just rather think, as I looked at the last Google Earth photo, I'm not sure when it was taken, but I don't know. Uh, I, I can't find one. I know what the system looks like, and I can't find one in the latest updated imagery of that fob. And I think the administration is trying with the assistance, I mean, counting on the incompetence of the typical Pentagon reporter, of them not asking, how come I can't find a CRAM in the satellite imagery on Google Earth? Was there one there on Sunday, or is this base uh, undefended? Because that would be rather embarrassing for this guy who is uh, who, who wants to have this big kickoff with primary, primary, primary win in South Carolina. If it got out that the Biden Pentagon didn't think this fob was ever going to be a target, because you have to be a great fool to believe that. And I, I know that we don't have great fools, uh, you know, doing this sort of thing, but it, it would be scandalous. Um, and and it, would, it would also be scandalous if there is a limited number of systems that we haven't expanded the system. Because, because by the way, it took 15 years for Raytheon to develop the Israeli Iron Dome system. <clears throat> and it's a very specific system. It's not a panacea. It's not, you know, be all end all. It's meant specifically to shoot down badly made rockets that don't have a predictable ballistic path. Well, the mortars and rockets that are fired uh, at Americans uh, tend to have that. And th this system that we have works better than the Iron Dome, to be honest with you. But what about all those bullets that are going up in the air? Well, here's the, the genius of it is that if they don't hit anything, they self-destruct. They self-destruct like at 5,000 feet. several thousand rounds go right there. Now you're going to hear a bunch of firecrackers. Anyway, so I'm just saying looming truth bomb might be coming in when somebody at MSNBC says, hey, my brother in Seattle listens to this one guy. Uh, and then she says, hey, this one guy that my intern, um, <clears throat> this one guy who's a brother of my intern heard this guy in Seattle ask about, uh, was there any counter... UAV system at the base at all? What 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 system? Um, uh, how how did you confuse a incoming two hundred mile an hour moped drone? This is this is the Iranian drone that sounds like a moped. It's a two cycle, I mean a two cycle two cylinder moped style engine. That's and that's because these are two seaters. It's a pusher prop and it goes meh, and actually literally goes meh because there's all kinds of, of footage of it on Telegram in in Ukrainian people getting over there. And so. I, I'm, I'm going to say, don't hold your breath for anyone to ask that question. But I mean, I would, I, I would say, if they put one in now, where was it on Sunday? It's just odd to me that you have a an austere forward operating base where I guarantee everybody has to walk around with their personal weapon, <clears throat> rifle or handgun. It's that for, it's that close to Syria, and it's within range of these drones. And you didn't have a system there to guard the the guard your people at 2 a.m. who are in their bunks. Um, so that that would be, for instance, a question that uh, such as I such as would, would ask uh, about that. All right, we'll come back to hour number two. Um, locally, uh, Boeing has dropped the request for the exception on the Max 7 because if anyone knew that there was a flaw that they're flying around with only by exception, no one would take those planes uh, for and other stuff. 
And uh, news may be coming in. We'll get more on the... Anyway, bottom line, if you're leaving Skagit or Whatcom County, south uh, at Smoky Point, south I-5 is closed due to a fatality accident. Um, so <clears throat> get over on the 9 uh, east of 5 and come south and Bob's your uncle right there. Uh, AM 770 KTTH.